0: Konnichiwa everyone, this is Farin, and I'm the co-host of Super Smash Hose, the podcast where we smash the patriarchy one episode at a time. Today I'm joined by Manari Osaki from Tokyo Period. Hi, Manari, and thank you for being with us today. Would you like to briefly introduce yourself to everyone?
1: Uh, yes. Hi. Thanks, Florence, for having me on your podcast show. Um, so, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm Manari. I'm 29 years old from Japan. Um, I joined Tokyo Period because um, this is. The things as a woman in Japan that I really feel like I need to address the issue, which I will talk about um on this show later. Um. So again, thanks, Ring, for having me, and I look forward to um talking with you about the topic a little more in the show.
0: Oh, thanks for being with us. So why don't we start off by talking about what Tokyo period is and how it started. Could you give us a little bit more insight for people who don't know about you guys, about the work you do?
1: Uh, Yes, of course. Um, So originally this whole like period organization, it was founded in the United States in 2014 by two 16 year old high school students. Who had a passion for periods, um, and one of the founding member, her name was Nadia Okamoto, and then my partner Marina, Marina, um, she brought the organization to Tokyo um, last year um, because she was she really um, believed in the she really believed in the or, the organization's values, um, So, but the Tokyo chapter. Uh, we also tried to fight to end the period stigma in Tokyo. And we also tried to abolish the consumption tax on the period products in Tokyo um, because um the government decided to um, remove the period products in Japan from the necessity goods. So which means the period products were not um, not in the were not categorized to be um, consumption-free or even the 8% consumption tax. So now the fee, we in Japan have to pay the nasty goods, the pure product, for with the 10% consumption tax. So we, Tokyo Chapter, try to abolish it or even try to reduce the 10% tax to 8% tax. So we have two goals as a recap, to end the pure stigma and to abolish consumption tax or to reduce in Japan.
0: Wow. Okay. So those are some two pretty big goals. So talking about your first goal, ending the stigma,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: maybe for people who aren't from Tokyo or Japan, can you give a little bit of detail about what the stigma is like right now? Like what is the climate like around periods? And what is it like to be um, a woman who lives in Japan or somebody who is bleeding in Japan? And what is the social um, stigma like here?
1: Yes. Um, So the stigma that we have here is that the periods are still considered as considered something that you need to hide or something that it's um, embarrassing or something a little too sensitive to talk about in public. Um, So, for example, um, when you go to a pharmacy to buy um, 10 pounds here. I'm um, always the cashier will put the products in a brown bag so nobody can see what you bought. Um, and honestly, um, until recently, until I joined the period organization, I actually didn't think that as an issue because that's how I grew up here that the tampons should be hidden. There should mm-hmm. be, hidden, and that should be received by a cashier in a brown bag. And that's actually um, when I noticed that um, it was actually a stigma here that period should be, it's something that embarrassing to be seen or embarrassing to talk about. Um, So that's definitely one of the six months that we have here. Um, And also um, the sanitary bins in the public bathrooms in Japan. Um, Actually, they are, most of the times, like in a nice department store, it does say that those are sanitary bins. But sometimes I still see those um, bins described as a obutsu-ire, which literally means like a waste box, waste bins in English. But the obutsu literally means like waste, it kind of associates something like really dirty, not something really nice. So those, the word obutsu in Japanese, um, that really just gives out oh, a re- really negative image. So I just feel like as long as we use the word obutsuire, which means waste bins in Japanese, um, we in Japan, Every, everyone is just going to have a re- really negative image towards periods. And so I feel like those two things are something that we really need to um, address, address, and we, something we need to uh, reshape the way people look at periods.
0: Wow, that's so interesting. I didn't know about the um, how they were called waste bins, like the English translation. And yeah, I completely agree with you. Like I can see how that creates a negative connotation around the disposal and management of mental health.
1: It Um, does. Actually, my mom actually mm -hmm. calls sanitary bins as obotsuire, which means bins in Japanese. And I actually am not really hated whenever my mother calls it. So actually, I am going to start from my mother.
0: Wow. okay. (laughs) Interesting. So you know that I I didn't grow up in Japan, but Mm -hmm. my own education was still really gendered when it came to learning about health and menstrual hygiene. When I went to school, um, which mind you, I was in elementary school a while ago. Mm -hmm. So things might be different. But when we learned about periods, we basically had the class divided into men and women or girls and boys at the time and the girls learned about periods and the boys didn't Mm. so um that's my experience with the education system I don't know what the education system is like in Japan but do you think that um the education system needs to do a better job in promoting positivity around periods and do you see Tokyo period playing a part in advocating for that
1: Yes, um, actually, I had exactly the same experience as you when I was in elementary school. Girls and boys were divided. Actually, the first time I learned about periods was actually by my teacher at school. Before um, we, the students had to go to the school trip, um, in case one of the girls would experience the first menstruation. Soon. Um, but then, like, just the way how they taught us about it, um, the fact that they divided boys and girls, um, I think like that's when we all um just unconsciously learn that it's a, a female thing. Um mm-hmm. that's how we were all taught when we were young. And that's how now the culture and the society and the whole country thinks that it's a female thing. Um, And that's one of the thing in the Tokyo period chapter would like to reshape the way, um, like I discussed earlier. Um, So for example, what we are trying to do now is the, um, we recently visited a school in Japan. It was an international school in Tokyo. Um, we give a presentation about us um, and also like how periods are not a female thing. It's in everybody's issue. So what what you need to do is an involvement with men because, it, like I said, it's a, everyone's issue. Um, so we are trying to visit um, a lot of schools now um and then we try to um educate the young people that it's just not a female thing we need a men's understanding but we're not an educator um we're not teachers so we obviously have to be really careful the message we send out to the students but that's um one of our um, biggest goals as well to um um try to um send a message to the young students
0: well, that answered my follow-up question, which was going to be, what role do men play um, in breaking the stigma? But I guess you answered that. And I think kind of on this idea where you talked about menstruation isn't just a woman's issue, um, we're seeing this growing awareness that it's not just women and girls who bleed. It's non-binary individuals, trans individuals. Um and gender non-performing individuals and a lot of the language around periods and menstrua- menstruation is very feminized. Do yeah. you see that changing in Japan? Can it change? How can it change? Is this too big of a question? Like, I know it's it's another level above just breaking the stigma.
1: Um, I think it's possible to change the language during periods. Um I think um you mentioned before, um uh, not on this show, but before, that um it's very feminized, and I totally agree because when you go to pharmacy and look at all the tampons and pads, p- products lining up in the pharmacy, um they are the packages are so colorful and so pink and purple. They're so feminine. But imagine if you're if you don't have the um, female body, but um, like a non-binary and trans, um, I would hesit- I would not want to pick up one of those very feminized pink packages and use the product because that actually those products are like yelling that they are the female products, not. For like a trans or non-binary people. Um, so I really feel like those products should be like gender neutral packages and make it like pink or purple. And I also wonder um, if like a sanitary bins in the cubicles in a male bathroom are there or not. Because I'm pretty sure um, select. Selecting which bathroom to use, male or female, if you're um non-binary or trans, if you go to the if you feel more comfortable using a men's bathroom, but then the tetan what if you're in period? But if you if there are not sanitary bins in a male bathroom, which I assume that is the case now, um, we definitely need to add those sanitary bins. So I feel like probably those two things we can start from in Japan. It may take some time, but um, we took a period. Maybe we can work on that and see how how long it will take us to send a message out to the entire country. So fingers crossed.
0: Wow, that's, that's really interesting. <coughs> interesting. Thank you. I didn't even take a moment to consider the fact that men's bathrooms are differently equipped than women's bathrooms. Like you know, you saying that just made me think, oh yeah, like a lot of public bathrooms have those dispensers where you know, if you're on your parents you don't have um a pad or a tampon with you, you can put in a few yen and get one right away. And I've never it never occurred to me that the same might not be in a men's um bathroom.
1: It's not like I've been to a men's bathroom before, but I assuming like there would not be any sanitary bins because Japan thinks that everybody thinks that it's a female issue. So mm. I'm pretty sure there would not be any sanitary bins in the male bathroom.
0: Wow. Um, okay. Another question I have for you is, um, it's a bit weirdly personal, because mm. um, I grew up overseas here in, in North America and Canada. And when I go shopping for menstrual hygiene products, it's um, there is a plethora of options. I mean, my local grocery store or my like equivalent of a konbini has everything from menstrual cups to five different brands of tampons to tons of different types of material and use of pads. And I found when I came to Japan, a lot less variety in products that were offered, like Things like um, reusable period underwear or cups, or um, even different brands of tampons, I found were harder to come across in in a regular store. So, do you think that plays an important part in menstrual health management, like having options on how and how to make those options more accessible?
1: Actually, um, what you just told me really surprised me because I have never seen any like reusable um, products in Japan, to be honest, at a pharmacy or any stores. Mm. Staff are something in Japan that you need to buy online, I think, because like I said, there is are not very common here. All I have seen here in a pharmacy are like pads or tampons um, so that's something that we really took a chapter took a period chapter should really need to work on to send a message out to the Japanese to the Japanese people that those reusable products are available which is also a very um, eco-friendly so thanks for raising that
0: is there anything else about Tokyo period that you want to share?
1: One, actually, um, this may have, this may not have anything to do with the, the activities that we do, but I also strongly feel like um, the Japanese media should change the way they portray the periods on a commercial about. Um, period in japan because whenever i look at the commercial for tampons in japan on the tv all you see is all the like good looking um models like skipping around jumping around looking really comfortable by using the products but then the reality is that we're all like suffering from the pain and struggling and debating if you wanna go to work with the pain or not, because I usually have a huge stomach ache when I'm on period on the first or second day, and I definitely do not look that um, bubbly and happy like the models in the commercial. So I just wonder if the media could change the way they um broadcast a commercial i just feel like people may start looking at periods differently like we are now
0: it's so interesting (laughs) that you mentioned um especially the media thing and the thing about being grumpy actually it made me think about in the past few years i have seen a lot more i think um i might be wrong i think the word is femtech so like feminine technology um, different apps and stuff meant to help regulate the period experience, uh, especially here in North America. Things like CBD pills um, that help ease cramps, and you know, um, different apps that you can use to track your period and naturally manage it and help with pain. Different packages. I've seen a lot of that in the past few years. Um, and I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I'm just assuming that that hasn't really made its way over to Japan. Like, we're still in Japan. Is it still the ex- expectation that you should just suffer in silence? There aren't these alternatives to help you. Yeah.
1: Or like, you're expected to take the painkiller and so that you can just go to work on time. Um, but then, like, why do we have to, like, why do we have to be expected to? Um, take the pills and not to experience the pain maybe some people don't want to take the
0: painkiller you know very interesting yeah I think media representation of periods is is a huge issue everywhere but
1: it is because that's how the people will perceive the image um so if the media keeps just, sending this kind of like um, image, which I totally disagree with. Um, I just don't think um, we can even like completely change the way people look at the look at periods. So maybe like um, I didn't mention about the media image um, in the beginning about mm-hmm. what we do, but I'm to add actually as a third point about our um, mission as a Tokyo Period chapter, to reshape the media's image about periods.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for anybody who hasn't um, seen Tokyo Period's Instagram, you should a hundred percent go and follow because they put out some really great content, and it's very period positive. Um, just I'm, I'll say it again at the end, but so I don't forget. The Instagram handle is just Tokyo Period, right? Yeah. Um, And so you guys should all definitely go and follow. I'll remind you all at the end again. But um, I wanted to ask you some questions, not about quicker period, but just about you and your journey with feminism. So um, did you grow up in Japan?
1: Um, I was born in Japan, but then I moved to um, India when I was five and then moved to Sri Lanka. After three years and a half living in India, and then I moved to Iran. And then I actually came back to Japan when I was 12. Um, but then I spent my one year in the United States when I was in high school. But then I went to a U- American University but in Tokyo. So I'm Japanese 100%, but um, I just feel like I have my international side of me, and then a Japanese side of me. <laughs> so I'm a little different <laughs> from most of Japanese, I guess.
0: I was going to say, yeah, so how, because you you are clearly a feminist, you, you clearly have kind of this very open mind. And I think a lot of the people that, um, especially through the podcast that I've got to interact with and navigate with, even those who live in Japan, tend to be people who have had some type of international experience. So how do you think we can cultivate feminism in Japan amongst Japanese people who might not have that international experience?
1: Mm, that's a really good question. Um, let's see.
0: Like, did you find that you learned more about feminism from your Japanese community or from your international community? Hon-
1: honestly, honestly, I think I learn about the, I got this my fem- feminism side of myself from the international, from the international experience I've got, mm-hmm. because, um, I I used to read lots of Japanese like fashion magazines when I was in middle school. But then what they talk about is all about how you can be, um, what you should wear and how you should be wearing makeup on um, so you, so the guy you like will like you back. So it was all about being so like passive, mm-hmm. like be loved. It was never about how to be independent and how to be attractive or for yourself not for guys um so i'm afraid um when you hear about feminism in japan my worry is that japanese people are gonna think that you have to act like a man to become a to be a femi- feminist but that's not true um you can still dress nice and feel great about yourself being a feminist because it's about you. It's not about being masculine at all. Um, so I just feel like um, I would really like to um, tell Japanese girls that um, being a feminist is not about being masculine or you have to act like a man. So maybe when finally I'm Japanese girls understand what that is, Um, I feel like we can slowly like start changing the way girls look at the feminism.
0: This is something I really experienced a lot when I was in Japan too. It seems like feminism is like the F word. Like it's a really bad thing. It's like you hate men. You, you know, you want to live in a matriarchy, You think that...
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: you You can't like a woman or wear makeup or... It seems like a very polar extreme, or like understanding of it in Japan, very extreme.
1: Yeah, that's the image that people have here. It's a bit negative, Uh, because maybe, maybe also um girls feel like girls here, they may feel like they still need to rely on men for their, in order to have a better life, and. Maybe um, that's also because of the gender inequality. Maybe um, it is true that um, still women get paid less compared to men. Not just in Japan, but if you look at the rest of the world, um, I think women are all trying to raise the issue now that we. It doesn't mean that we're um, our our females' ability is less than men so why do we get paid less so maybe that's why I'm girls here feel like they need to rely on men um maybe that is one of the reasons why the fa- Japanese fashion magazines are encouraging women how to be loved by men um so yeah maybe that's how one of the reasons why we get the negative image from about the feminism
0: so if you had the chance to go back and give 13 year old you one piece of advice um what what do you think you would tell yourself or yeah
1: Mm, very interesting question um I think I would tell myself that I am my own boss so I don't have to worry about um, how I would look um, if or if the guy I liked at that time would like me back based on the way I looked, because at that time I was so self conscious. I was worried if I if I looked girly enough, blah blah blah. So I would definitely tell myself, I oh, stop worrying about. That because I uh, because you are you are, you are your own boss no matter what.
0: That's a really good answer. I like that one. I feel like I'm. I want to tell my twelve year old self that now.
1: <laughs> I wish I could.
0: <laughs> wow. Um. I don't know if you have any other questions or things you want to highlight. Um. I feel like I did talk about
1: everything i wanted to raise especially about the commercial thing about the media image that they put period products that was one of the things i really wanted to highlight about so um i think i'm good thanks for thanks for asking me that
0: well thank you so much for coming on taking time out of your day um before we sign oh, on, thank you. people can follow Tokyo Period on Instagram at Tokyo Period. Where else can they find you guys?
1: Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and you can also find us on Facebook. But we are more active on Instagram. And yeah, so um, yeah, I really would like you guys, like the people to follow us on Instagram.
0: Yes, please follow. And actually, I know that you guys are also working on a fundraiser right now. And I meant to ask you a question about this earlier. I don't know why it slipped my mind, especially because of everything going on with COVID. Mm. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about what your fundraiser is about, who it's targeting and um, what, what people who are interested in helping can do to help out?
1: Um yes thanks thanks for pointing that out. Um yes yeah, so um we are try, we are fundraising for the refugees in Japan. Um so as everybody knows so many people are suffering from the coronavirus like um the medical we are running out of masks. Um hospitality industry um restaurants their business going down. Yes, so many problems too many to address. Um, but then um, just because um, we are the Tokyo period, we decided to focus on people who actually need the products and who are, who are suffering um, economically because of the COVID-19. We decided to um, work with the um, JR, Japan Association of Refugees here. And we, the money that we, fundraised from you guys. Uh, We will donate to the organization so they can purchase the tampons and pure products and then they will mail the products to the people in need, the refugees in Japan.
0: Well, that sounds really amazing. And um, for anybody who wants to donate, I'll put a link for the GoFundMe in the show notes of this episode along with Tokyo Period's Instagram handle, so you can follow them.
1: Oh, thanks Um, so much.
0: No, thank you so much for coming on the show. And yeah, I just wanted to remind people, even though, you know, there's a global pandemic happening and it seems like a lot of things have stopped around the world, um, sleeping doesn't stop. Periods don't stop. And there are still people, especially vulnerable people, who have limited access right now.
1: Yeah, periods don't stop. It will just come to you every month.
0: Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. See you, everybody.